in a moment, he is one of my favorite authors. He is the organized crime reporter for the Toronto Star. He is a prolific writer. He is the authority in this country when it comes to organized crime. Uh, but the setup first, because police have set up a check stop, Southern Ontario, the Hells Angels are gathering. As Catherine McDonald reports, it's where hundreds of members of the outlaw biker gang and their associates are meeting this weekend. Just north of this police check stop in a rural area of Brooklyn, Ontario, north of Whitby, sits a farm where hundreds of Hells Angels and their associates from across Canada are meeting this weekend. A massive white party tent is set up for the annual Canada-run bike ride. I think it's going to be a cool cool experience to see. It's just going to be a good time. As locals watch the bikers roll through this normally quiet town, Durham Regional Police, the OPP and police partners from across the country are all here, stopping each and every participant. We're going to control the intersections for traffic safety and public safety till Sunday at least. Police say bikers will have their motorcycles inspected and driver's license checked a power police have under the Highway Traffic Act. Uh, if they do have wants or warrants, we'll respond as needed. While some onlookers are excited. Probably the safest place in Canada right now. This woman who has a water filtration company just north of the roadblock is upset. Angry, angry. I wasn't told about it. She says many of her customers are getting turned away. Because cottagers getting their water, all their supplies for going up to the cottage, so I've lost a lot of revenue today. Global's Catherine McDonald. Peter Edwards, it's great to talk to you. I have to admit, I am a fan. Oh, well, um, you're the one. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, great to be here. <laughs> um, you know, the Hells Angels here, there's the publicity aspect of this, but there's a reason why they get together on weekends like this, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, this um, sends out a message to other clubs that they're the biggest, they're the toughest, that they're the one to watch for. It um, It doesn't hurt members who are behind bars. Like it's, um, It shows you're, you're dealing with a group, not, a, not an individual. And it's also kind of an odd public relations gesture because people are expecting something really bad and it doesn't happen. And then they think, oh, they're not so bad after all. So it's, a, it's kind of a double message um, that scares their enemies a bit. And it makes the public think, uh, you know, they're just kind of Shriners on two wheels, really. What's going on behind closed doors? What are they talking about? Uh, there's no real president. The, um, there, there's a lot of charters, and so it's a chance to meet. It's a chance to um, uh, plan things, talk about things. I mean, um, there have been some shootings that they're curious about. There was... Um, but, I mean, the um, Robbie Al-Khalil breaking out of custody, the other guy charged as a Hells Angel, so that's a, that's a big one. Uh, the murder case, there's um, mm-hmm. some new people from um, from Greece who are hanging around Toronto. That's that's of interest. There's, um, after the pandemic, there's some groups that have kind of moved up. Oddly, New Brunswick is, seems to be um, a reasonably big deal now. So there, there's a lot of different things, and when it's, it's face to face. You can you can really talk about things. What's the history of the Hell's Angels in this country? Let's spend a few minutes and, and educate people because there's a history there. And I know in where I'm broadcasting from in Winnipeg, there's been lots of changes um, in and in, in Western Canada with the proliferation of different gangs here. But let's. Let, let, let's give people a little bit of a history lesson here on on Hell's Angels 
in this country? Yeah, it used to be the Satan's Choice was the, the biggest um, club, and that's kind of significant for what's going on this weekend. They were they started in Oshawa on Simcoe Street South. They were quite a um, quite a tough group, and they they actually got up to be the second biggest biker gang in the world. So they they were quite a big deal. The Hell's Angels started to come in in the 1970s, and then um, about 20 years ago, they all of a sudden a huge move. They basically got all the major clubs to fold into them, except for the Outlaws, and so they became. Um, kind of on one big stroke, the big club. And that was partly because of the biker war. They were fighting with the with the rock machine in Quebec, and so it was a show of force. And now there's mostly peace, isn't there? Uh, you know, once you've sort of won it all, they, they, you see outlaws in, in areas where the Hells Angels aren't. And so they, they're there. A lot of the other clubs are, are support clubs. They're... Um, uh, they sort of exist around the Hell's Angels. Nobody takes them on um, head to head. I mean, now they've um, they're they're dominant. And the cooperation that they have with the proliferation of offshore gangs. Can you help us understand that? Because we, you know, Hell's Angels motor outlaw motorcycle gangs are visible in that sense, but there's a. Uh, there's relationships with other criminal organizations. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of you flow charting this, but, but, but there's, there's a structure in this country, isn't there? Well, there's a huge structure and it's, um, there are 550 Hells Angels in Canada, but each one would, um, there, there'd be quite a few other people who want to be in who are subservient. And so they, um, there's that, but there's also a lot of members who are a part of associations. There's something called the Wolfpack Alliance, and that has Hells Angels, but it also has people from a lot of different groups. And it's now um, a lot more multi-ethnic. Back in the 1960s in California, it was, it was a very racist group. It was um, all white. And even in Quebec, there was a club called the SS, you know, very, very white, mm-hmm. very to the right. Now, um, things, it's sort of odd, but it's a lot more woke. Um, some of the key members aren't aren't white, and they it used to be they they barred um, non-whites. Now they bar people who are called undesirables, and that would be crown attorneys, prison guards, um, police, crime reporters, people like that. Peter Edwards is one of the best crime reporters, organized crime reporter at the Toronto Star, author of ten books on organized crime. Peter, how did you get involved in? In all this, your 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 story is an interesting one. Spend two minutes, kind of telling us a little bit about your path. I liked history. I always thought history was interesting, and this this is an underside of history. This is, I think, an underreported side. But whatever they do, it's almost like a uh, the other side of of what's going on with. Um, uh, the internet and businesses, that's the same sort of things going on with organized crime, with um, uh, just all the different stages of Canadian business. You can see an organized crime parallel, and so I found that really fascinating. And the uh, organized crime wouldn't exist without without the rest of us. Um, you know, and some of that, that is the um, uh, very negative side. Uh, and one part would be... Um, uh, talked to a lot of old guys who were quite violent in, in their time and they almost always talk about domestic abuse, about violence um, in, inside the household and a lot, loss of respect for authority and so 
they're they're not as different, you know, as, as they want us to think they are. And also, the um, the products like um, drugs. I talked to a guy who was a, a biker who was a drug pusher, and he, when I called him a drug pusher, he said, "No, you can't call me a pusher. I don't push it. People come to me." And so um, mm. I thought, you know, you're right. I mean, it sounds odd, but if people really, really cared about um, uh, biker violence, stop buying drugs and look after domestic abuse, and um, lots of the bad things would go away. So there's a connection to us, even with the if whether we like it or not. Really, it's it's not a different world. Is the new generation or the next generation of Hell's Angel a lot more sophisticated, a lot more computer savvy? Yeah, yes, definitely. And I was talking to someone yesterday where it dawned on me that I've just got to. Um, I catch on also with the stock market. I've got to catch on more with investing. Um, so there's the dark web. That's a good way to connect with um, uh, Mexico with other places. The guy just broke out of um, custody in BC who was connected to the Hells Angels. He could be anywhere. And he um, he wasn't a Hells Angel, but he was he was tight with them. And so he, he could really be anywhere on the globe. Um so the, the dark web's changed a lot. And a lot of the old guys, too, if you're in custody and you came out after 10 years, you, you just don't know how to work the computer that well and you're not that comfortable. And so there's a, a younger, um, more sophisticated um, a group now that's less racist, less less um, ethnically based, and, and also less uh, geographically based. Like it used to be a kind of a little neighborhood groups. Now there are people who bounce from Vancouver to Winnipeg to Toronto to Ottawa to Montreal and you don't really even care where they are it's more like who are they connecting with and they can connect all over the place you know it's interesting uh, in talking with uh, people that I know in law enforcement and uh, proceeds of crime organized crime specialists with uh, various police services but particularly the RCMP you know they talk about how hell's angels over the years have used people to try to infiltrate banks, um, credit unions, case populars, that infrastructure to be able to get mortgages approved so they could start flipping houses, just how intricate this is. And um, my sense is, is that, you know, the police have a good handle on this, but it's one thing to know about it, another thing to prove it. Um, tell yeah, us the about what... Yeah, oh, sir. No, no, go ahead. Uh, the more complicated it gets, the the tougher it is for authorities because they have a they have to move a case through the courts quickly. And so one just fell apart in Toronto, a huge gambling case that was supposed to be 131 million, you know, offshore, really, really big deal. And um, the problem was it was so complex, and the lawyers are so good for the Hell's Angels that the case was thrown out. It was just taking too long, but. On the other hand, I mean, one of the people who was the target um, of the of the investigation was murdered by other criminals. In the meantime, the um, a guy who worked for the Ministry of Transportation who was allegedly feeding them phone numbers and information off driver's licenses. He lost his job, so they there definitely seemed to be a smell of something. One of the Hell's Angels who was charged, he escaped, um, narrowly escaped being shot to death in Cabbage Town in Toronto, and his cottage was burned down. So it's not like this was a lily-white group. It's just that the system was too slow, and they're going to have to really um, rethink, because if you go after the big cases, you've got to move them quickly, and these guys are smart, and um, and they, they know how to drag it out. Yeah, they have some very good lawyers. Um 
we shouldn't romanticize this, but somehow sometimes we do, don't we? Yeah, and I think they become symbols for fighting authority. They become symbols for um, thumbing your nose at um, the rest of society and uh, people sort of live vicariously through them. And, and so there, there's something sort of odd there. It, um, uh, when, when you look at the actual crime, it's not a you know funny, cute thing, but um, uh, people like someone to you know take a poke at, at, um, at, at official people and so they're willing to do it. What's your next book? Uh, it's interesting. I'm. Um, uh, I guess I can say it. I'm, I'm working on a. I, I grew up in Lytton, BC, a tiny little place in, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that burned down, and so I'm writing a kind of a personal history of that. And um, I, you know, it's a wonderful kind of magical place. And then I've got a, a organized crime one that I'm kind of working on. And, um, kind of overlapping where it's someone who was pretty deep into the stuff we've been talking about. And so um, I'm not allowed to really say that one yet, but it's um, uh, sort of into the new um, um, multi-ethnic international type of organized crime with a real Canadian flavor. Check him out. Check his books out. Check out his website. Peter Edwards, an absolute pleasure. Thank you so very much for popping on with us this uh, Saturday morning where you are. I really enjoyed it. And um, thanks. Thanks for having me on.